Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Here's What I'm Seeing, conversations from the front lines of life and leadership. If you've been listening to the podcast over the past couple of months, you'll know that Cynthia and I have often joked about uh, having a sponsor for the podcast, and I, this is new for me, but today we actually have a sponsor. And so today's episode is sponsored by Kristen Prouse. She is a personal stylist for Jay Hilburn Men's Clothing you're going to hear more about her a little bit later. But today, my guest on the podcast is Mark Van Dellen. Mark does executive coaching and training, and he and his family live up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I invited Mark on the podcast today because he is an expert in the DISC personality assessment. I've taken DISC a few times over my career. I think I'm an S and a C or a C and an S. I don't know. I get him a little bit confused. But beyond that, Uh, I'm not 100% certain what that means. So I invited him on here to talk about all things personality assessments and to share some stories about how teams are using tools like the DISC or Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. There's so many of them out there now. I think you're going to find today's conversation helpful. Uh, Take a listen to this, and then I'll be back with a few closing comments. All right. Well, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Great having you here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these personality assessment tools that are out there. Right before I hit record, Mark, before you hopped on, I just said, all right, what are all the ones that I know of that are out there right now? And here's what I wrote down. Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, DISC, Strength Finders, uh, Lencioni's News, Six Types of Working Genius, the PXT, and the Colby. Those are just the ones right off the top of my head. So let me ask you this. Why are there so many of them out there? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think as humans, we're trying to figure out uh, I think one, it's it's understanding self for sure. Like we, we're all on this quest to better understand ourselves. But I also think then like, what does that mean in this world? It, right. And and that some tools are better at doing both of those than others. But I do think it's, it's how do I understand myself? And then also, why is that person across from me so different? Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe how can I get to learn them and maybe change them, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, get them to do something different or start it's acting. Like a, great, uh, a great sermon. You're sitting next to your spouse or your kids and the sermon is for them, not you, right? That's right. So yeah. I want to understand this so that I can psychoanalyze you, um, but I'm not going to change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, I'm sure that happens a bunch. So which one of those tools, which one of those is your personal favorite or the one that you use the most uh, when you work with your clients? Yeah. When I work with my clients, and actually I've been using this particular tool for way longer before I was a coach, like back in ministry, training volunteers, DISC has always won out for me. It's it's yeah. the one that I resonate most most with. Um, I I used it with volunteers because it was so easy to put people in a room and get them up to speed quick enough and then see immediate results in the way that they started adjusting to each other. So DISC is always one out for me. And so when you think about, I think like the two most popular ones that are out there right now, at least maybe in popular culture, Enneagram is going through a heyday right now, uh, that one and DISC. And so if you were just going to compare those two, just Enneagram and DISC, what are some of the differences you see out there? Yeah. And and Enneagram has had this crazy surge, I would say in the last two to three years, a, a lot of interest in it. Um, which is great because I think that there is a, a deep need for self-exploration, um, better understanding ourselves so we can bring our best self into the world. Um, and I think that's why Enneagram has surged. Um, and I, I think that's one of the, the differences that I experience and why I've landed with DISC is that I think Enneagram does such a good job of doing a deep dive, but it is a deep dive. It is a yeah. lot of work. Most people that I talk to have read three to four books and then they become podcasts and YouTube junkies. And it's like, 
you you do a lot of work to get a baseline knowledge to understand what your nine point you know which of the nine points you are which is beautiful in that self exploration deep workspace um, I think disc can get you there but I also think that disc gets you there a little bit quicker in my perspective and then it is an easier tool to apply in our interpersonal relationships as well so hmm. a lot of times what I found with people with Enneagram is I understand myself, and when you tell me what your number is, I know what that means, but it isn't as easy then to bridge the gap between you're a three and I'm a seven, and how does that make us interact with each other? I'm well aware of how I see the world, um, but how do we kind of manage this interpersonal communication, all those sorts of things? Yeah, that's right. So who was the first person that introduced DISC to you, and you know, where were you in your professional journey or personal journey at that point? That's a great question. Um, I honestly cannot come up with who introduced it to me. I know I was early on in my career um, in church where I was in student ministries, leading student ministries, and I, I, I may have just found it. I, I certainly don't want to take credit for stumbling upon it, but yeah. I was struggling with leaders who didn't think like I did. Um, and to be honest, they were struggling more with me. Um, I was great in front of a group of kids. I was great at planning events and and having fun at those events. I was not great at thinking through an annual calendar, um, communicating accordingly, giving parents a plan. Um, and and some of my leaders, I had I one in particular came alongside me who was very detail oriented. On the disc, she's a C, um, which is a calculated, compliant, likes rules. Um, yeah. I've been figured out my whole life how to break rules. <laughs> so um, I frustrated her a lot, but she was very valuable to our team. And I realized that I was probably going to lose her as a top talent leader if I didn't figure this out. Yeah. And so she essentially, and I've told her this a bunch of times, like you saved me um, and you really gave me an opportunity to better understand the differences that we have and put you in a place where you could thrive and survive and, and make my team better, but also still... Uh, experience some of my strengths instead of my strengths just always annoying you and frustrating yeah. you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, which is hopefully some of the fruit or some of the benefit that people will see when they use these tools or specifically when they're using DISC. Hey there, podcast listeners. I'll get back to my interview with Mark here in just one moment. But as I mentioned earlier, today's episode is sponsored by Kristen Prouse, a personal stylist for Jay Hilburn. Jay Hilburn provides custom menswear. And by custom, I mean like fully custom. They fit you for everything. Formal wear, sports coats, trousers, shirts, knits, casual pants, outerwear, even belts. No more buying clothes off the rack and just hoping that they're going to fit. Every garment you buy from Jay Hilburn is custom made for you, so it's guaranteed to fit you perfectly. How do they do this? With personal stylists like my friend Kristen. Kristen will meet up with you. She'll take your measurements. She'll learn your style. She'll help you pick out some items. It's really amazing. She can do this live. She can do this virtually. Here's how Kristen sums up her passion. She says it this way, I love to help my clients look great and feel confident about the way they dress by providing the best fitting clothes that meet their needs and budget all without stepping foot in a department store. And it's that part right there where all the men go, oh, amen, I want that. I never want to step foot in a department store. Again, she's been helping me do just that for the last two years. And I can tell you, she's great at what she does. She makes buying clothes easy, period. So if you'd like to schedule an appointment with Kristen, you can visit kristenprouse.jhilburn.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. 
P-R-O-U-S-E dot jhilburn.com. I'll put a link in the show description so you can get on over there and schedule an appointment with her. Let me ask you this. If, if a client calls you up or a prospective client calls you up, whether it be a company that you're going to work with, a nonprofit, or maybe even a coaching client, what type of problem do they describe to you where you then go, I, I think DISC is going to be really helpful. Let's go through this. Yeah. Great question. I think there's two, there's kind of two types of clients that will call me where DISC really fits. One is um, I'm an individual looking for coaching. Um, I'm bumping into some, some people at work or um, I, I often feel like I'm not in my sweet spot. And so uh, typically with that client, you know, I'll plan out a, a four to six session run with them and always start with DISC. We want to better understand their strengths and weaknesses. How do we create an ideal environment? What motivates you? Um, and so the DISC report that I use provides all those things. And that really helps them feel like, again, they have a strong sense of self. But then what do you do with that sense of self? And how do you then communicate that to a boss, to employees? Um, maybe if you're evaluating where you're going to work. So I've got some people that are kind of evaluating that in the past year. What kind of job do I want? Where will I thrive? And then also, how do I communicate my strengths and weaknesses in an interview in a you know intelligent way? And most HR people love it because they also are somewhat familiar with the, yeah. the tool. So you're now speaking their language, and that helps you really stand out. So that's one. Yep. Uh, but then okay, the other so the is, coaching. Yep. Yeah, so coaching one-on-one. -on -one, and then the other is, is the, the business client. Usually, it works really well in intact teams. I don't necessarily need to limit the size of that team, but let's just say, you know, you got a team of 10 or 20 people and uh, they're having some either communication issues, uh, maybe some misunderstanding of each other's roles and, and why you do that and why I do that. Uh, sometimes it, it works even cross-departmentally where, you know, sales doesn't necessarily value manufacturing or marketing is frustrating finance. Let's get you all in the same room and let's explore what makes you tick, why you do the things you do. Yep. And how do we start seeing those things that kind of one of the phraseologies that I use a lot with disc is, is how do we see these things as complementary mm. instead of incompatible versus compatible? Yeah. It, incompatible compatible is usually an on off switch. Like today I like you tomorrow. I don't cause we, we, we bumped into each other. Um, where complementary is how do we find this yin and this yang to, you know, kind of be hand in glove together. Yeah. So what, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about like that one of those team exercises. So let's say you get a finance team together, a marketing team together, an organization, 10 to 12 people, you go through it. What are some of the murmurings as you start to go through the results with people? What, what are some of the, is it ahas? Is it arms crossed and skepticism? Is it, I'm sure there's some laughter and people, you know, nudging each other going, no, I, I knew you were that way, yeah, you know, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So what do you see when you go through this with people? Yeah. You picked up on the laughter, like, cause I'm smiling big and that's yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things. I, I did it just last week with the team and there was, I stepped back and there was just so much joy, not laughing at anybody. It was just like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And you yeah. do do that. And so there is usually laughter. There's absolutely that I those aha moments of, oh my, that's why time is so important to you. I had no idea that me showing up three minutes before a meeting made you think I wasn't prepared. I had no idea. And that other person then is like, 
I, yeah, you're right. I totally concluded that you're haphazard. You're all over the place. And they were like, I've been sitting in my office for an extra five minutes. Like, I just don't have a need to be there 10 minutes early or 50 or some people, you know, 15, 20 minutes early. So yeah, those aha moments, I think there are some self aha moments, but what I love seeing is two people's light bulbs going off and it's, you know, it's almost like they have felt like they're on opposite ends of a spectrum. And when those light bulbs go off, they don't become like each other. And that's not the goal of the disc. It's how do we take one step towards each other? So if we're 10 steps apart on the spectrum, after this information, we're only seven, six, and we are now just by default, we're communicating better and understanding each other a little bit better. And that's got to be fascinating. As a as a uh, facilitator, it's got to be a ton of fun for you to watch those light bulbs go off and to see people start to understand one another and get along with one another. I would imagine it's almost like uh, the guards going down, they're dropping the weapons, they're understanding, you didn't wake up today to annoy the ever-living snot out of me, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is just kind of, and it's not like, well, it's just the way I was raised. You know, it's not some of these these common excuses that we'll give out there. We start to understand uh, this is some hard wiring that is in us. Yeah. There, that's that. There's something here that we almost uh, behave in a certain way. Sometimes it's out of preference. Sometimes it it doesn't even feel like a choice. But it's certainly not a choice to try to annoy one another. And I would imagine those eyes opening up to that, you just start to get more understanding and empathy. Is that right? Absolutely. That you're that. I I said that right in front of this group. I said, look, because I I have one of the. It was an intact team, but they all work at different departments. And uh, there was one team that it's, it's two people who one's the, you know, the director, one's the assistant director, and they're polar opposites. And I, I did some breakout groups and I walked over to them because I knew they were probably having the biggest challenge because they were the most opposite. And we started talking about it. And, and as they were giving me examples, I literally used that sentence that you said, wow. like, he did not wake up this morning to ruin your day and vice versa. And uh, yeah. again, you almost hear audible gasps of, how did you know I formed that conclusion? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're human. <laughs> and oh my gosh, that's so helpful to know that when he, when I ask him to do, she's driven, she's direct, she's like, her time understanding is yesterday, like you can't do it fast enough. And he's slow, thoughtful, process oriented. So when she asks him to do something, he goes doing what he was already doing while he thinks about how he's going to accomplish the task she just assigned him. Mm. And she thinks he's avoiding it. She thinks he's not listening to her. Even at times admitted, I've seen him as insubordinate, which is a, those wow. are fighting words, right? Yeah, that's huge. So just even unpack it. And by the end, they're laughing. And, uh, you know, I always give people kind of, uh, as, as coaching does, like, what are your actionable steps? Like tomorrow, how are you going to take a step towards each other? What are some things you can do in your setting? Because you, I don't expect you to become each other. In your setting, though, what are some things you can do to better accommodate the other person's preferences and vice versa? And then they also lead a team of seven or eight other people. So have them walk through who are these other people? What makes them tick? Who's most like you? Who's most different? And it just it gives you a, a stronghold on some of the stuff that just frustrates the heck out of you. Yeah. So when you interpret that stuff, it's no longer the context of this person's here to ruin my life. This person is a gift to me and we are better because of our differences. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the common language, uh, and that's what I do like about frameworks, you know, regardless of which framework you like the most, but I, I think it is one nice thing about the disc is 
there's a framework that's there and you have some common language to be able to describe the differences that sound relatively objective, right? It doesn't sound subjective. It's not, it's not my preference is this. It's, oh, you are that person or you are, you know, you're a D or an S or an I or whatever it is. And uh, this is just some of your tendencies, some of your preferences. And it's just that common language and it's, it's a third party introducing this, which is not uh, the boss saying, no, this is the new framework that we're yeah. going to use to start labeling each other or, or things like that. So, yeah, well, frameworks are neutral. So, yeah, you know, like, there's not emotion to the four quadrants of the DIS and C. Yep. And so if we can, anytime we're butting heads and, and we're frustrated with each other, we can come back to the neutral entity of the framework and talk about our frustrations and differences. And it just, you know, it pours just enough water on the fire that we can talk about it in a healthy, safe way. Um, and I, you know, I really like the the framework because you use the word simple. I, the simplicity of the framework is powerful, mm. but in the in its simplicity, it's also the science behind it is so complex, which is another reason the disc has always run as, resonated for me. I mean, it's got a long history of psychological testing and case studies, and so for me as somebody who is an I and, and lacks some detail, I really need that leverage. Because the third person in the room, the aha and the laughter is that arm crosser. Yeah. You know, this can't possibly be accurate. There's no way what, you know, and I, I love DISC because it gives me a backbone a bit to speak on and behalf that there is scientific research behind this and it is anchored in so many data points. It's, you know, and they're, they're not all assessments are created equal, even within DISC. Um, but what you want to do if you're evaluating a disk assessment is find how many data points it's tracking you against so that if you're an I and I'm an I, we know that the reports are pretty custom to each other rather than it's just a default, here's a, a coined sentence that everyone got. It, it really takes in those nuances of what that means. Absolutely. And I'm thinking about the if the, the skeptic is sitting there with their arms crossed going, I don't believe this. What you know, how can you back this up? Um, you know, not to make fun of the Enneagram, but I, I I've used the Enneagram or I it's a, a framework that like within my family or my friend group, we, we kind of use it more on yeah. a personal level than we do on the professional level. And so of course I've read the road back to you and I was shocked at the beginning of that book when they were trying to talk about the history of the Enneagram. And it's, it's a mystery. Like they yeah. don't know where this thing came from. So I can imagine you're standing in front of a room going through disc versus going through Enneagram and the skeptic is sitting there going, prove it. And if you're teaching Enneagram, it's going to be like, well, there was this cave and uh, we found it like written on the wall. We think maybe, <laughs> but you should, you should adopt it versus disc, which is like, well, there's this study and this study and this study. And it's been used by this organization, this organization. It does give you, I like what you said, that backbone. Well, as to be an able I to do too, that. like I'll make a story up on that. I mean, if you ask me, I'll, I'll throw something out <laughs> there and I'll say it in a way that's believable. It just might not be true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, knowing my weaknesses, I needed that, that scientific backbone, um, to be like, you know, to be able to support some of that. And it does, you know, it helps me have some credibility and credence, but it really does help that person whose arms are crossed, uncross their arms. I don't need to be right in that room. My goal is that when they walk out of that room, they're better equipped to navigate interpersonal relationships in the workplace. That's the end goal, right? That's great. So let's do this. Let's now fast forward a year. So you've worked with the team You've helped them understand uh, where they are on in, on the disc framework. There's the ahas, there's the laughter. The arm crosser is suddenly bought in, and they're they're buying it now. A year later, 
you have a conversation with the leader of that team, what are they going to tell you? Like, what's the good news? What's changed? You've mentioned one thing along the way. You've talked about better communication. So if we're understanding each other, I'm sure, I'm sure that communication improves. Uh, what are some other things that that team is experiencing once they, they start to embrace this? Yeah, I would say before I answer that, one of the keys of, for fast forwarding a year is when I am in front of a group, I work really hard to make sure and give them tools and techniques and even like a three week out check in. Otherwise, mm. it's great new information that goes in a file folder and never gets touched again. So, That's right. Yeah. So if they don't touch it again a year out, they're probably not experiencing much benefit with any tool, right? Or any new knowledge. So that's not unique to disc. So I always try to build in anchor points. Um, I even will set myself reminders or send automated emails of check-in so that people get that reminder three weeks later. Um, because as humans, we start to fade on new information. So I want people implementing it as fast as possible. But what they experience, communication is just kind of a buzzword. So, uh, you know, obviously they do experience better communication based on their ability to adjust to each other's styles, um, under better understanding. Um, but what I see in people is a better understanding what their role is on the team. You know, if we're thinking basketball analogy, am I the point guard? Am I the, the forward? Do I rebound? Do I score? Do I pass? And when we know what seats we sit in, we're, we're much more aware of what they're doing when they're in their role and what I'm doing in my role and how those roles connect. I also see uniquely on that self-exploration point or piece, I, I see people protecting themselves less. So when we're when we're kind of scared to admit our weaknesses or or we don't have a framework with which to talk about those, they're really emotional. That's good. So we behave in weird ways, right? We're we're self-protecting. And when somebody asks me if I got the the budget done in time, math is hard for me. Um, and so I say, well, yeah, I'm still, and I'm not able to admit like, this is difficult for me. You're an expert here. Could we sit down and like collaborate on that? Cause that would really help me. Mm. And then when they're writing a, a presentation, that's a gift set for me. So instead of hiding it and then they get in front of a group and perform a terrible presentation, like we practice, we walk through it and it just really allows this symbiotic collaboration approach that's what I hear often is we don't have as many fights and sure there's still conflict and disagreements, but inside of this framework, we understand why. And I observe that people are much more comfortable with who they are. So I oftentimes I say this will give you permission as Enneagram does to any of these tools. It gives you permission to be you. And then you can take the best you into those spaces and everything, you know, rising tide, all ships rise, right? Yeah, which I think is really important to to touch on. I mean, this is not a tool to be abused to make people act the way <laughs> you want them to act, right? Yeah, and knowing, I always say, you can use this for good and you can use it for evil. Um, you know, now that <laughs> it's I like know- like the force. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now that I know how you're wired, I'm going to manipulate you or I'm going to write you off as, well, that's just because you're X. Yeah. Um, that, you can, you could totally do that. Um, but that's not the intent and, and it's a waste of our time. If you do that, you know, sometimes I even say it that poignantly that the goal of, if we're together, you're not getting, you're not accomplishing work at these two hours that we're together in this session. Um, so in that sense, you can go use this for evil and then we've wasted all of our time. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's just not the, the desire of this. And I'm, I usually don't run into that problem. 
Um, but I do still will say it and, and kind of joke for people. And then that also gives them something neutral to come back to, to say, okay, you know, please don't throw my, my high C behavior style in my face, or mm. I can tell you're trying to adapt to me, but it feels like you're overcompensating or over adapting here. Um, and I, I had that with a boss one time. Uh, he knew my, my behavior style and he was very versed in it. Um, and I had to say that to him. Like, I feel like you're over, you like, you're dealing with me with kid gloves on, um, because you know that I'm not a, a terribly direct person. Mm. Uh, but we have enough rapport that like we can be direct here and I'm actually asking you for direct feedback so I can improve. Yeah. We couldn't have had that conversation without disc. That's really, that's yeah. Which is so great. Cause I'm sure we all, every professional has those conversations like that, that either they've been through and they know how helpful they've been or they need to have them, you know, and yeah. they, yeah. Uh, they're, they're just looking for the courage to be able to do that. So Mark, let me ask you just one last question before we wrap up here. And so now, you know, you've done a great job of describing how this can help teams and, um, and you know, what is the, the problem that professionals are feeling when they come to you, you know, from a coaching perspective or a team perspective. But the last question I'd like to ask you is this, is how has this, how, how's it helped you be a more helpful and productive professional? Yeah, I think pointing back to, uh, framework, uh, it, the, the context that it gives you that foundational context when first client facing for me, it gives me a, a tool and a, a starting place. And, and I think even in coaching, people need guardrails on those conversations. You know, they, they haven't been where you are. And so, you know, they need a tour guide. And if they don't have context for that, where they want to go, then any, any place will do, right? So yeah. context with clients has really been useful for me great starting place. And then everything that we build from there, most people have issues with conflict. Most people have issues with emotional intelligence. Most people are struggling to deal with stress. DISC is the foundation that we weave throughout all of those. But even more specifically to myself, when I was getting certified in DISC, um, like I said, I've used it for years. I mean, probably 20 years at this point. Wow. But I've only been certified for six-ish years. Um, and when I went and got that, I actually had some people concerned for me based on my DISC results as I was starting my own business because I have very low detail. Like it, It's not zero, but it's pretty low. And I have very high, I is the influencers, so high people skills, build rapport quickly. So they were saying like, you're really good at that, but because you're so good at that, you're also very, very weak over here. Sometimes our greatest strengths are our, our biggest weaknesses. And so they actually had like pause for concern, you know, really challenged me, which I appreciated the challenge because it, it allowed me to embrace some of those weaknesses. I, I got some training in some spaces where I knew we're not going to be, you know, finance and accounting is not a strength of mine. So I got some training in how to do that how to build some systems and, pref- and and processes to kind of protect myself from myself. <laughs> right. Um, and then I also went into it with a high value for filling those gaps. So I pay other people to fill some of those gaps instead of trip over them all over the place. Um, so for me, it's been really huge to try to stay in spaces where I know my strengths are shining and then also bring great people around me um, from in a place of confidence rather than in a place of, oh man, I'm not good at this. My tail's between my legs, Eeyore, right? Like the disc gave me that framework to say, here's what I'm best at. And I'm going to put a great team around me so that we can thrive and, and succeed. 
That's really good, man. I love that a lot. That uh, reminds me of something that I heard years ago. Um, know who you are, like who you are, be who you are. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm hearing some of that in there that just helped me know who I am, uh, like it, right? Because because there it's not. Um, well, I wish I was. Uh, I wasn't more had more S or I or D or whatever. It's no. This is this is you like it and now just go be you and and everybody's going to be happier and uh, more productive and live a more fulfilling life if they're able to do that. So Mark, this has been fascinating. I appreciate you sharing your insight. How can people find out about you? What's your website? Where, where can they go learn more? Yeah, my coaching website is MVD. So that's M as in Mark. That's my name. And then uh, VD initials of my last name, Van Dellen. So mvdcoaching.net. Unfortunately, somebody owns .com and they wanted a lot of money for me to buy So that, if they're so. listening, how much are you willing to pay them for it? <laughs> that was the problem. We couldn't come to that agreement. Oh, okay. <laughs> there were more, more zeros on the end of it than I was willing to pay at the time. So um, so yeah, mvdcoaching.net is, is the coaching side of my life. Um, and I actually have a link right on my, it's under individual coaching, a link okay. for, it is a, a free report, but it's a basic report. Um, during COVID, we, we put out a, a free work from home assessment. So if somebody wants to like dabble and, and dip their toe in, they will get admittedly a, a pretty basic report for free. Um, but the cool part about it is all the questions they ask in order to get that, if it, if it strikes and resonates with them, I can flip that into a full 50 page report without them filling out another report. Oh, okay, good. So it's pretty cool. It gives a, a little sample of like, here's some tips for navigating transition. Here's how to manage stress. Here's some distractions you might face. Um, so it gives you some, some actionable items, but then we can turn that into the, the full report, which gives motivators, ideal environment, how to communicate with others. Um, so, so that's on my site right there. And, uh, you didn't ask this, um, and I hope it's okay for me to say it, but I also, anybody that comes from this podcast to me, if they just mention Adam, um, you just have to say Adam is the man and, and that'll be your access code. Um, but I'll give, I'll give any full disc report at, at 50% off MSRP. There we go. Come on. Um, so it's, it's totally worth it. I mean, I, I love the tool and I love making money on the tool, but ultimately I want people to be able to have better work life and, and it translates into home life too. It always does. Absolutely. I always have people in those sessions say, can I, can I, can my spouse get one of these? <laughs> So it's, it changes the way we look at the world. This is so helpful. Thanks uh, so much. It's been great chatting with you today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having me. Once again, thanks to Mark for being on the podcast today and how generous of him to offer 50% off the full disc assessment. If you want to take advantage of that, you got to go to his website. That's mvdcoaching.net. I'll put a link to that in the show description. And remember, if you want to get that discount, you've got to use what might be one of the greatest discount codes ever, which is Adam is awesome. So you got to use that ridiculous discount code if you want to get the 50% off. And now that I'm even thinking about this episode, I love it because you guys can get hooked up with Mark, learn more about yourself. And when you're feeling good about who you are and liking who you are, then all you need to do then is give Kristen a shout and she'll get you fitted for a few new shirts. And so this is easily one of our most helpful episodes ever. Well, once again, today's episode was mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all I got for today. We'll talk to you again next time.